Welcome, everybody. Trust and believe. Today, I have a great episode, an exciting episode, potentially life-changing episode. I'll be interviewing one of my former future soldiers, as you can see here in the thumbnail. Her unique story is coming up next after the break. Stay tuned. Stay locked. Let's say it all together. Trust and believe. Trust and believe you are tuned into episode 126 of the Nomad Cast. I'm your host, Mr. Anderson, and I have a special guest today, one of my future soldiers, the many, many, many future soldiers I've had over the time I was a recruiter in the Army. Um, but this future soldier here, she was, she has the distinction of being my very first future soldier because I took over the program from another recruiter. That's another story. And she was like one of the first ones. She was like, hey, Staff Sergeant Anderson, I'm here. I'm like, okay, all right. Next thing I know, it's like 800 of other future soldiers. So it was a great time, great time. But definitely I uh, want to introduce this Army veteran. Miss Short is in the building. What's up, Miss Short? <laughs> what up, what up? What, <laughs> <laughs> you had some laughing juice this morning or something? Oh, my God. It's called sleep deprivation. <laughs> so how yeah. you been doing? I I've been cool. I mean, I've been busy. Yeah. Um, well, that's a that's a good problem to have. <laughs> says we're retired. I'm like, got it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a good you problem know. to have. Um, finished. I just finished school certification. So okay. that was another project. I get to see my niece twenty four seven. Uh, living in Cali. So yeah, it's been the last two. Wow, the last several years have been a roller coaster. We'll definitely dive into that. So let's go ahead and get started. You ready to get started? Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about, and, and most of this stuff I already know, because, you know, you was in the Future Soldier program. <laughs> but let's talk about your upbringing. What was your upbringing like? Wow. Living in Detroit, as you know. I mean, yeah. be home before the streetlights. Where you going? What you doing? Who you riding with? What time you coming back? Where they live at? What's the phone number? <laughs> um... No, you can't have a cell phone yet. Uh, no, go to bed. Where's your homework at? So you already know. <laughs> Parents yeah. didn't play. Parents were about the homework. So, um, you know, graduated high school, kept my nose clean, played sports, moved out, went down to Nashville, Tennessee for college, mm -hmm. got a partial scholarship band or marching, uh, partial scholarship uh, to march down there at Tennessee State University. Mm -hmm. um, so graduated, fast forward to going back home and going, man, what am I about to do? I got student loans. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> help is, and, like Country Wayne say, help is on the way. Yeah, basically. And I, <laughs> and I knew I had wanted to be in the military because originally I had the Navy after me mm -hmm. for, you know, majoring in French. And I was like, no, nah, because the time, at that time in the 90s, you know, big war going on. So. Right. I was like, nah, I'm good. Um, nah, um, nah, I'm not going to go. So mm -hmm. graduated. I'm like, you know what? It was always in my back pocket to be in the military. But then in, in the same token, I had to consider my age at that time. So I'm like, man, what am I about to do? Am I going to do this? Am I going to go full active? Am I going to go reserve? Am I going to go National Guard? Like, mm -hmm. ah. So parents, my dad was okay with it. My mom, on the other hand, as you know, I told, she's kind of skeptical. So, you know, I really thought hard and long about it. And I was like, hey, I got to do something. Yeah. So 
you know, going forward, and I had to search out a recruiter, recruiting office, you know, and then I came across the Detroit Recruiting Station, and I, you know, hands down, that's fam. That's always going to be fam. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I came across, you know, certain individual retired master sergeant. Hey. I'm going to say that real quick. Clear for and retired master sergeant. <laughs> I mean, you know, he got upgraded for real, but, you know, had yeah. a soft on. Appreciate and, you know, we talked it up, chopped it up, and, you know, I knew I was on the timetable because I'm, I was in my 30s. I'm like, yep. crap, you know, I'm like, what I got to do? What I got to do? You know, what I got to do? What I got to lose? Like, what, what, what? Mm-hmm. I knew at this point my mind was made up. So, yeah, I came to Future Souls program, and as you said, it, it, it matriculated to a bunch of us in, in this lovely black van. Um, with tinted out windows, like not just tinted. Um, yeah, it was, it was really honestly. If I had to do it over again, I would do it because I had so much fun. Yeah. And you pushed us to do what we needed to do. So you know, I give I give the recruit station much respect. Appreciate. It. And um, yeah, it was pretty much my mind was made up. Let's go. Let's do it. And then, of course, you know, add that test. I'm like, oh, crap. Um, I got to take a test. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got to take the test. I'm like, crap. So it's not just coming in. And I know we used to raid the back the back storage closet of the office with goodies. Yeah. We, we were bad for that. We, we were bad. I can't, can't lie. We, we because when you, <laughs> I mean, to cut you off, because when you, when I, when I got assigned to that recruiting station, uh-huh. I was at the eight mile office, and if I remember, yeah. didn't you get recruited out the downtown station or the eight mile office? Uh, I wouldn't say I was at eight. No, it was eight mile office because it was Sergi, Summerell, Smith, you. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Uh, probably am. Yeah, there's a bunch of NCOs in there, and it was right across the way from what used to be that. I think a. It was. I know the movie theater was over there. Like there Bel-Air. was like another big store over there. Bel-Air, there it is. Bel-Air. Um. And yeah, we were always coming in, raiding the back closet for t-shirts, water bottles, wristbands. <laughs> we were we yeah. were cleaning house. Yeah, um, yeah, I was. We didn't you know, even though we hadn't shipped yet. We hadn't really signed. <laughs> we just wanted we wanted the gear. Because your 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 the first future soldier manner that that you had it was a female. Wasn't it a female oh, staff oh, yes, sergeant? Yes, yes, it was. It was. It was. I was downtown first. You are yep, right. Yep. It was a female um, staff sergeant that was there. And if um, I remember, I mean, this shit, it's been almost, what, 10 years yeah, ago? Yeah. She, she ended up PCS, and I remember the station commander was like, hey, we need a future soldier manager. Do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, 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 I enjoyed the recruiting aspect, but to be the, you know, when I volunteered to be that future soldier manager in that recruiting station, now it's like, okay, staff, at the staff sergeant at the time, I could be hands on with the with the future yeah. soldiers, almost like the troops again. You know what I mean? So it was definitely <laughs> I mean, great like, for me. And when I we didn't come the troops. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell yeah. you, uh, that's another story. But I tell you, it was um, just for me, and I told uh, Jazz this in her interview. That was it was almost like the military children. You know what I'm saying? The soldiers were like my children in a sense, because 
I mean, it was constant future soldier training. Even you was one yeah. of the ones like Jazz. Even if we didn't have future soldier training, it was like, okay, well, can I come to the station? Can I do this? And the only time you guys didn't want to attend future soldier training, got a job, doctor's appointment, some mm-hmm. of those things. But it, you you guys would, was the ones that was like actively engaged. Because some of them yeah. future soldiers, I would call, hey, training, man, I'm getting ready to come to your house. Oh, oh, I'm at my uh, cousin's house on uh, here on the east side. So I'm like, okay, this cat is not serious, but you guys were definitely serious. <laughs> we were. So as a leader, hey, we I would definitely appreciate up. that. Absolutely. We were, I don't care how dog tired I was from getting beat the next, the previous day from training, I was yep. up and out the door. Um, and my parents knew it. And at that point, once they saw how bad I wanted it, it was like, okay, we can't stop her from doing this. She wants to do this. Oh, and I get they were nervous and scared. And I, I understand it wholeheartedly. And my mom was like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Like, yeah. yep. It's always been on my list. And I was like, I'm not about to stop. And yeah, it, Jazz, oh, McCoy was with us too. Yeah, yeah, yep. Definitely remember and that. And I still talked to her. We actually ended up in Germany together. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yep. Yep. Wow. Small world for her. For her. We really ended up in Germany. And Anderson ended up in Germany too for a good minute. Yeah. I heard. Mm-hmm. I heard. We let me backtrack just to just let me backtrack just a second. I want to go back to Tennessee State is where you went. Ah, my big blue. I'm what was again, it? Buddy. What was that moment for those of us that didn't experience it? What was oh, that wow. HBCU life like? Ooh. What was that like from the study to the social life, everything? What was that life like? Honestly, to be honest, I wanted to grow up. All I knew was the University of Michigan. Go blue. My parents were there. Go you know, so that's all I knew. So at that time, my high school band director was like, hey, I will get you a full ride to University of Michigan. I thought about it like, dang, for real? Like, you know, I was like, I, you know, I thought about parents with the University of Michigan. Okay. I played in their band. Yeah. A, high, a lot of us high school students got to play in their band over the summer, which was cool and epic. But I thought about it. University of Michigan is not me. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's too big. Yeah. I wouldn't have a car. So many students. I'm just like, nah, that's not where I really want to go. Do I regret it to a certain extent? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I said, no, nah, I went on a college tour. That was a big thing back then growing up. Yeah. High school went on a college tour. Yep. Yep. So we went all around the South, Jackson State, Kentucky State, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. And I came went to college tour, landed me at TSU. And I said, okay, not too big of a school. I knew right. I didn't have a car. I had to keep that in mind. Everything yeah. was right on campus. I said, okay. Right. And then we went to play in... Um, all city band in, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And that's how I ended up with that partial band scholarship to TSU. Right. And I said, okay, let me think about it. Do I want Jackson State, TSU, Louisiana State? Like, I was all over the board. I didn't know where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Some, something about TSU. Yeah. So the HBCU life, if any kids out there want to try, I would say give it a try because it is completely different. You can't, you have, it does give you that open window to mess up because you're round partying and clubs, name it. But, but when you're around your own, mm, 
I don't want to say this. <laughs> Think about it. When you're around your own family, we'll say that. <laughs> yeah. It's a different vibe. Um, you know, it, it's such a great feeling. And then when you walk across the stage and say, hey, I graduated from HBCU school. Right. Especially how known TSU is. They actually win the Rose Bowl parade over here. Yeah. A marching band was. So, you know, to be part of that, I wasn't part of that, but being, I played in the band, but being known for that school you went to, knowing that you played in a band that's known worldwide, and you can wear your t-shirt anywhere. Hey, you went to Tennessee State University? Right. Yeah, sure it is. Right. And right. I wouldn't change it for the world. I, I, I miss mama. I miss the school. Um, but that's my, that's my big blue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and their colors were blue, so. Yeah, it was. How far is Tennessee State from Nashville? And did you go out oh, in Nashville right in a Nashville. lot? It's, it's right, right in, in Nashville. Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is right in, right in the heart of Nashville. So um, you can't miss it. You'll find so much TSU gear in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, especially with homecoming coming up. Was it October the 8th? So right. if you really want to get a taste of a football game, an HBCU game, homecoming, go to TSU. Not right. saying take it away from any of the HBCU schools. No, I, I got you. I got you. Because yeah. the folks at Jackson State, the folks at Grambling, they will say the same sure. thing. You know what I mean? They, so. Everybody say the same thing. Yeah. Lane, Jackson State, Fam, yeah. Alabama State, yeah. Um, yeah. Grambling, Southern, the whole Southern, everybody in that uh-huh. Southern Bill area will say, hey, come to homecoming. Yeah. Get any other games unless it's an HBCU school. Uh-huh. If it is, if they're playing, go. Yeah, because I promise you, it it is a party. Yeah, it is. And I'm sure, and you probably can say this better than anybody. A lot of folks probably party too much in Nashville and then do anything in 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 the classroom. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and raise my hand. I was guilty one semester. <laughs> 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 Let me clear my throat, but yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you can't help it. It, it yeah. was one of those 18, 19, you're down there, and you just, you get wrapped up, and you yeah. don't realize it until after the fact. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, crap, I just beat up, and um, yeah, yeah, I had messed up my spring semester, because uh-huh. I was too busy out there kicking in and just enjoying life. Yeah. And I, I paid for it. Yeah. So, you know, I was a lesson learned. I mean, I said, okay, yeah, I screwed up, so let's go ahead and redo this and let's back over. But, you know, it's, you know, it, it, of course, during the time, we don't think about it. But as we mm-hmm. grow and we mature, we become more responsible. We can look yeah. back five years, 10, 15. And like you said, yeah, of course, you want to go to Michigan. All of us that grew up in Detroit, we, you know, mm-hmm. we want to go to Michigan. But then you think about your life. It's like when that door is shut the window of opportunity opens. You know right. what I mean? So your opportunity was Tennessee State. Mm-hmm. And seeing how you're speaking about it, HBCU, there's something significant about that. It is. You it's know? a different... It's, you can't, I honestly can't put a word except you have to go try it. Yeah. You just have yeah. to. I mean, if you decide to transfer, completely understandable. Right. But if you get opportunity to go on a... I would say, if anything first... If you want to see what it's like, go take the college tour. Find a local area that's offering a college tour. Go take it. 
and they'll tell you the schools that they're going to. Uh-huh. And just go down and you kind of get a taste of it. Then you can say, okay, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. All right, it is something for me, or it's not for me. So, and that is something that that is something that me as Mrs. Anderson, <clears throat> you know, want to drive, particularly our son because he's getting ready to start high school. Our daughter already graduated mm-hmm. college, um, and we kind of drive him to that. Hey, you know, if you don't want to do X, Y, and Z, there is this HBCU. The other universities are great. Again, I'm you know, we're Michigan people. Love University <laughs> of Michigan. But there is something yeah. to the point where you go to one of those historically black colleges, you know, it's something like you say, when you, you see these guys and gals all the time when they go into the mall, they got the uh-huh. hat on, they got the jacket on. There's a sudden kindred spirit about going to those type of schools. Right. You know what I mean? We may crack jokes and talk, you know, sugar honey iced tea about each yeah, other, yeah. but at yep. the end of the same day, you know, is an HBCU family. And I don't know if you've caught it now, but a lot of the NBA players are getting back to HBCU. They are. Because a lot of they the athletes are. that are in those professional sports come from HBCU schools. Yeah, they are. Not the Big Ten, your Big 12. Yeah. They're <laughs> seeing, the HBCUs are seeing unprecedented momentum as it huh? relates to investing partnerships from you know fortune 500 companies who 20 years ago wouldn't even look at them but now it's it's cool now it's cool to shake hands with the hbcu Mm -hmm. you understand exactly and that and that to me that's respect on a whole nother page so i don't say get a chance if you have them go see it like you said you know give them that option and let them go okay you know what all right (laughs) yeah trust and believe that all right, so we talked about the HBCU because I definitely wanted to touch on that. And you, you right. touched a little bit on uh, your enlistment process in the Army. Now that's done. Take us to basic training Ooh. and subsequent uh, first duty station. So let's talk about your experience basic oh, training wow. as soon as you got off that bus. Woo, okay, so before I left, it was a choice of being a 12 November or a cook. So yep. I told till November. Uh-huh. Um, and it was time to go to the hotel, time to ship, nervousness, stomach <laughs> to quiz, you can't eat nothing. Yeah. It's just, ah. So at that point, you at the airport, you got the big old yellow folder in your hand. It's about six or seven of y'all yeah. together. You look obvious as all get out because you walk around with a big yellow folder. You got a backpack on your back. Yeah. You really got no suitcase. <laughs> you got a backpack. That's about it. You may have a suitcase. Well, other than that, yeah. So off to Fort Still we go or you know what I call Fort AT double hockey sticks up we home home because you and you and like 98% of the people that's ever been there yeah yeah it was hot (laughs) and you get off the man you're on the plane you get on the bus and you're sitting like ah oh boy yeah it's starting to sink in for real now and yeah it it, they got the drill sergeant got on the bus full bull at us get off the bus and you're like ah <laughs> like, what did I just sign up for? <laughs> and it was crazy. Like it was crazy because it was like you you know it's coming, but right. it just hits you like boom. Hey y'all, better, don't be that, don't be that. So everybody's trying to just dump the luggage. 
or whatever they had, you know, because you, you have a list of stuff you can bring. So you yeah. text all of this, you dump stuff, you have fun, you look like you're about to go to somebody's correctional facility because we all <laughs> land up with these big old bags. Uh-huh. Like, what What did we just sign up for? And, um, you know, we all get separated, all the females, all the males are separated, get med checked, all your stuff getting checked in, making sure you're good to go. And then you finally, you know, fast forward to get to your or your um, barracks or <laughs> the one where everybody they want to call it. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's like you starting off right in there day one. Like, change clothes, here's uniform, blah, 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 you get into the booth, here's your Kevlar, here's your uh, everything. Yep. Your um, boots, now trying on the boots, yeah, oh, Jesus, no. Um, uniform, hat, PT clothes, um, winter PT stuff, summer PT stuff, like, you get stuff just thrown at you. And you you gotta hurry up because they they're literally making you do this. Yeah. Um. To yeah, it was crazy that you getting shots and all that. Yeah. So I mean, it was pretty much like this nonstop every single day. Um, you go to sleep at a certain time. I mean, going through going through the um the cafeteria is, is like this. Yeah. You gonna have but like two point five seconds to wolf down as much food as you can. And that's all by and design, exactly too. That's I can all, get hurry, yeah. get hurry, hurry up away. Get yeah. going so, now. It's all, it's all by design. And, you know, you have a certain area where you have to sit at because, one, you're still on an actual base that are actual, you know, people who are stationed there. So you have to sit in a certain area or a certain spot of the cafeteria. You'll start to sit somewhere. You got to hurry up and bust the table. You got somebody to say, hey, look, y'all, we got two stacks of prayer up and finish. Like, for real, we got to go. <laughs> Um, like still serious, like you got everybody looking at their watch. Um, it was crazy. So I mean, you got wow. Where do I start? <laughs> Rough marches, learning how to qualify on either AR fifteen or two four nine two zero three PT test. Um, learning about the AR fifteens. Um. Grenade launch. Y'all were shooting AR-15s or M16s? Um, at that time I had an no, I had an M16. What to say? You know, AR-15s. Yeah. We had M16. I didn't get. I got an M4 when I got to Germany. So yep. the AR the the lighter version. The one that I had was just it didn't have the adjustable buttstock. So you can imagine a buttstock about this long going in your shoulder was not working when you had to have your um Kevlar and everything on. It was not comfortable. Then you work marching with it. Um, it was crazy. You're getting woken up at night. You had to stay awake for 24 hours because you had to be fire guard. And that was that was a mind test, like in all seriousness, because you're not used to being up. And you got to stay up 24 hours. Yeah, it's all bad. <laughs> um, and you, you know, the, the famous thing is that because we had a drill sergeant who was all about like that job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she was sure, but she will let you know. Right. And I, we could all we would always tease her after the fact, of course. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, oh tell mine, pride, tell mine, tell mine, pride, hurry up. And she in a <laughs> ten, nine, eight. We're like, oh god, what did we do now? Like, yeah, yeah. What? and I'm sitting there going, why are we in trouble now? Why are we getting woken up? Why are we standing out here in the middle of the floor? It's cold as all get out. What do we do? And don't yeah. forget, your, don't forget your weapon on your bed too. Yeah. Go bring that too. And. 
it was crazy because it was a group of us, ironically, that were in our thirties that were there and basic together. So we had a little powwow. I was like, man, what the, are we doing? <laughs> Wait, Wait, were, what is this? Were you guys, since you guys were part of that older crowd, and I know the majority of them folks, 18, 19, 20, mm-hmm. and some of the folks, the, the, the fellow um, recruits that was there, did they kind of look at y'all as the elders of the platoon? They did. Honestly, funny you should mention that. My drill sergeant, drill sergeant Walker. Wow, I still remember his name to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually pulled me to a side one day. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, Pratt, how old are you? I, um, just sergeant, I'm 33. 30? What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? I uh-huh. said, you know what, drill sergeant? Good question. I had a goal and I was determined to do it. Then I had another drill sergeant. We were doing um, uh, shooting uh, qualifications down like the little range where you had like to shoot, uh, uh, fire a certain target. Uh-huh. And it happened to be muddy. And I fell. And so he pulled me to the side for a minute to get myself right. And he was like, come here, Pratt. Move with your sergeant. I mean, you have to move. Yeah. And he was like, your face says it all. I was like, what you mean? <laughs> he was like, your face is like, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I couldn't do nothing but laugh because yeah. he was he was, he was, was on point with it. We fell out laughing. I said, you're sorry. You know what? You're right. He right. was like, keep doing what you're doing, Pratt. Yeah. So clean your weapon. Get yourself back out there. Okay. Yeah. And to me... I feel like I earned the respect of the drill sergeant because right. I kept my nose clean. Yeah. I was never in trouble. Yeah. Um, never was late. Always like, hey, y'all, look, we, we got to keep our ish together because yep. I'm tired of telling the line at two or three o'clock in the morning and going out to the platform two or three o'clock in the morning because somebody done did something yeah. stupid. Yeah. So, you know, would, would I do it over again with my um, platoon that I was in? Oh, yes. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Those are those in moments. And the reason I asked you um, your whole basic training experience, because, you know, I was a prior service Marine. So I never had the opportunity to go to <laughs> Army basic training because once you're a prior service Marine, you don't have to. You go straight to, well, my case, I went straight to Dagon Fort Jackson for two weeks to get shots. And uniforms, oh, and then man. I was in Germany. So I, I've always wondered. I've seen it on YouTube and everything, but I always mm-hmm. wondered what it was like going through Army basic training. Because again, it, I didn't have that opportunity. Because my, you know, it it is what it is. My boot camp was a little different. <laughs> a little different from what the Army provides, but you know, the Army was great. So I, the things I liked out of it, I couldn't stand a grenade throwing. That drove me yeah. nuts. Yeah. Um. I couldn't stand a long march that we had to do because we are in full battle rattle with our right. weapons in the backside. Right. I did like the obstacle course. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Um, because I really pushed me. Um, now the tower. Um, yeah, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I mean, because you never repel before, so you up yeah. here, but you got somebody at the bottom of your rope that you have to trust. And you looking like, okay, check this out. If you let me go down, <laughs> and I fall, <laughs> man. So, and it was cool. And I'm looking, they was like, swing your leg over. I'm like, are you sure about this? <laughs> I, and the person who had at the bottom of my rope, right. he was already in trouble. 
Uh-huh. So I'm like, man, look, okay. All right, it's already Roger. shaky. I'm, I'm going to swing on down, and I'm going to push off a rappel. And once you finally touch the wall, and you're sitting there with this rope like this, you're like, okay, you know what? Let's just go. Push. Go. Go. Get it down. And I was good with it. And the rope chorus was fun. Um, that part I'll do over. But overall, it made me a tougher person. And then it came time, pretty much graduation. You got the long march. That was atrocious. PT test constantly. Um, yep. We had an incident where another soldier left her weapon on the bus. So you can imagine getting woken up at old hour 30 and somehow oh, that's always, in the morning. It's always fun if you're the, the NCO Ooh. that finds it. It's always oh, fun. Oh, yeah. We were like, you did what? You left? Yeah. Oh, we about to be in trouble. <laughs> um, I, would, I would do it all over again because I, for me, earning the respect of the drill sergeant meant a lot. Yeah. That I, I I would, if I could go back and have them again, and have the platoon I was in, because yeah, McCool, all we were there, we were all into like, man, this is crazy. Yeah. So it was fun, and it came time graduation, pick your duty station. I'm like, ah, okay, where am I going? Mm-hmm. At the time, it was Germany, Japan. I think some I forgot what was stateside. I had like four or five cho- choices, but that would have actually fast forward. Excuse me, part that's when we ended up going to AIT in uh, Fort Lost in Wood, right? And that right. was a whole another adventure in itself. In that atrocious field that you got to run and march up, no. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole another entity because now you're taking classes, learning how to operate this huge equipment, yeah, that you have never touched. So you're talking about dozers, hikes, backhoe loaders, graders, scrapers. What am I doing? <laughs> like, what, what am I doing? Did I make a mistake and not be a cut? What, what is this? So yeah, that was and you were test you had you had quizzes. Yep. And if you did not pass them or pass your PT test, you were re- um you were held back. And that was scary too. And that was the same thing in basic training. If you didn't pass your PT test, you were gonna get held back. So yep. or, re- or how they call it recycled. Yep. Um so that was a venture in itself. And I hurt myself, and you know, McCool, and I got to give McCool mad props. Mm-hmm. The last PT test because I failed one because of my time running, and my knee was twisted up. She was at the end of that line, run short, run, yeah. and I was like, mm. <laughs> and it hurt so bad. But I have to give McCool. But uh, that motivation. That's what it was, and that and that's the camaraderie that I respect that we had coming out of Detroit. Yeah, we pushed each other. Yeah, and if I, you know, if I could have went with everybody who we had during future training together, oh man, yeah, <laughs> it's been a whole another story. That was um, a that was a good time. It was. It was. It. Time. I miss it though. You know, overall, I miss going to the range. Yeah, I miss the obstacle course. Yeah. I don't miss the PC. Well, some of the PC tests I don't mind. Right. Um, I miss the uniforms because I still have all of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting stationed, you know, Germany. Okay, I'm about to go across the ocean. Oh, man. Um, am I ready for this for real? Germany is a whole nother breed. Where was you <laughs> Where was you at in Germany? Um, I was in Schweinfurt, Germany. Okay. Before they closed that station down and moved us to Graf. Schweinfurt, I remember because I was in Hanau, and I think Hanau was, was probably closed when you went. 
<laughs> they actually end up closing Schweinfurt completely down. Yeah. Like, it's gone. I wasn't... Yeah, I was in Hanau from night. We were in Hanau from '99 to '02, and we used to go to the field in Schweinfurt. Oh, and well, I no. remember them freaking pigs and all this other. And it was like, yeah, it's the home of the pigs. And oh yeah, because yeah. I mean, right down the way, their houses like literally yep. right off post. No matter which gate you go out, you yep. got the off post housing, and then you got houses and yep. all these open, huge fields. So uh-huh. Germany, I would love to go back. Yeah. On my own. I mean, we got in trouble there. I got tired. I'm like, oh my god, I feel like I'm in basic training again. We standing in formation, cussed out by our first sergeant. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing <laughs> all over again? Like, seriously? And you know, and I had a platoon all along, pretty much majority of males. So, what was that was, experience like? Oh wow, it's a different feel when one, you're a female coming in older than. Everybody that's in your company, that's in your platoon. Right. Two, you got a platoon that's majority of all males. So it's, it was very few males and very few females within that entire company. Yeah. But that's okay. Make it do what it do. Right. And I literally had to prove myself that you're not going to, one, run me away. Two, you're going to respect me like I respect you. We both got the same rank on our chest. Now, granted, you may be in here longer than me, but what you're not going to do? <laughs> right. Because uh, uh, I will take this. <laughs> you said, what now? <laughs> the trick will come out. Like, I was so yeah. serious. Like, it, it, it got like that a couple times. I was just like, this is crazy. I'm like, I'm all ready to go home. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Can I get, can I transfer something? What do I got to do? Yeah. And I literally had to prove myself to them. To earn for them to respect me for, for me to respect them and it was it once it finally got going my platoon sergeant who is also retired too mm-hmm. i say i was this a sergeant first class alexander much respect for him too mm-hmm. he was like the dad of the platoon right. <laughs> yep um and my ncos at the time you know it got to the point of where i got treated as an e5 yeah. even though i wasn't right that's how much respect they laid on me. I'm talking about doing counseling, yeah. creating folders, even though I didn't, didn't go to anybody's board. Yeah. Nothing like that. You know, um, at that point, my PT was doing a two and a half mile walk. Mm-hmm. And that right there is a lot brutal than actually running. It is. It is. It is brutal. People don't realize that. That oh, two no. and a half, <laughs> and you got to be moving. There's no stopping. You got oh. to keep moving. And your feet must look like you're actually walking. Do not lift your feet off yep. the first night. If it does look like you're running, you're done. What? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And that was a shin fire. Oh my God. What yes. <laughs> Woo. And everybody now, like, why do you walk so fast? I'm sorry. I'm used to doing a two and a half mile walk when yep. I was in the military. So yeah. it's just kind of natural. I'm going to walk yeah. And yep. it. You know, it, Germany was its own entity. You know, you're PCSing the, or, uh, uh, these big trucks and you got to drive stuff and you're going on into the field and shooting and throwing grenades all over again. Gas chamber, not your, doing that again. Your unit that you were in, in in Germany, did you guys go to the field a lot? We did. However, I got held back for whatever reason. 
Mm-hmm. I really don't know why a lot of the times, but it's okay though. I'm not knocking it. Yeah. But majority of times, yeah, I did go to Cincinnati once. Um, but the second time around, I think it was during the winter, they went to Phil and I got held back. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think, I don't know if it was because of PT sets or something else, but they kept a lot of us back. Right. And that was fine because we yeah. still did stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we still went to the range. Um, we still, you know, got, we still had to do long marches. So we had to yeah. do one. I forgot. I think it was, oh, Jesus, a good 20 plus miles, something like that. Yeah. And then your rucksack had to be packed with a lot of heavy weights. So, mm-hmm. At that point, they was like, are you sure you about to, everybody had their doubts again. So are you about to go do this rock march? I am. Yeah. You, I am. Just so y'all will leave me alone. I'm going to go do it. Yeah. I'm going to prove to y'all. My knee is jacked up. Granted, but I'm still going to do this rock march. Yeah. And I finished it a lot faster and still got more respect from the NCOs again. Yeah. I'm sorry, you, you, man, okay. See, I told y'all, I may be busted up, but... I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to muster through the pain. And that's one of the things the Army military has taught me to be. It gives you so much more tougher skin. Pain and all. It, it, it makes you more resilient. It where does. A lot of times, you know, not saying, you know, the lifestyle that we led, led we we're better than people, mm-hmm. but it teaches you to be more resilient because Correct. you got your subordinates looking at you. You got your seniors mm-hmm. looking at you. And you got Correct. your peers looking at you. Yeah, Absolutely. And that that's and I got back. Yeah, granted, I sat my blood down so quick because that ruck off was like <laughs> <laughs> But the task was completed. It was executed. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. That's and yeah. And I felt it in my knee, but I said, you know what, Tony, you did what you came to do. Yeah. Um the only there are some things that I didn't like in was in dealing with AR six seventy dash one. Yeah. Uh that I, you're right, when it came to the taping, um Joshua, we started to, you know, have a head war. <laughs> that is currently right now, and I've been retired for almost two years, but, you know, just kind of seeing some of the tea leaves and things that I see and read mm-hmm. here, they're either modifying or changing it. Because even when I was in, it was, I always thought about it, and it was just me. It's an antiquated way to determine body fat. It's right. antiquated. Because you've if you, and you've seen this scale, at age twenty five, female five ten, you should weigh this. Male Correct. six feet, he weighs two thirty. You should be this, and you know we all grow up. The Samoans, <laughs> black, white, whatever we are, we all grow up differently. Our, our body composition is different, but you know they they Correct. they introduced this doctrine way back in the day before we all were all born. Hey, y'all need to look like this. Well, I can't right. be five nine seven pounds. I can't do that. So yeah, they wanted you pretty much, you know, like this big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was crazy because I had never failed a PT test except for actually no, I think about Fort Leonard Basic Trip. Yeah, I maybe yeah two got to Germany. I think that was like two PT tests, something like that. And then, of course, it came to the whole height, weight, and tape. And, you know, being in a unit where you didn't have a lot of female NCOs was a problem. So I'm like, all right, so I had to get um, a buddy, not a buddy, to come in there with me so I can get taped by, you know, a high-ranking NCO where, you know, I can't 
sit up here and argue with him about the taping, but I'm just like, all right, this is crazy because I know that's not where that tape is supposed to go. So that became a problem. Yep. And it was getting super frustrated. I said, no, I want a female NCO to tape me. I'm yeah. sorry, this is crazy. Like, no, per AR671, I can request a female NCO to tape me. So I want a female NCO. Yep. So it got to the point where they wouldn't let her tape me anymore. I'm like, why? <laughs> Are you serious right now? Per the regulation says I can have a female NCO. Yeah. Like, that became a problem. And it matriculated. It just started to go. I started not to be happy. Right. I was. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, so now I'm putting in, and now I'm being placed into a little PT program because I felt height, weight, and tape. Mind you, now I had passed my PT test. Like, there was no. Yeah. Oh, okay, team pass or PT. No, I passed my PT test. Yeah. The problem is that because I felt, you know, height, weight, and tape, et cetera, et cetera, but I'm still coming in to do my job, but you're still treating me as an E5. Right. So I'm like, make it make sense. Yeah. You know, you got me waking up soldiers in the morning. I got to get up early to go wake up because to, his heels yeah. aren't coming over. So, you know, and I was like, this is crazy. Like, I'm really not feeling this anymore. And fast forward to, um, I didn't, you know, they give you three chances to make highway and take. And I unfortunately did not the last time around. And it was like, unless you have a medical issue, then you, you'll probably get chaptered out. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got my medical stuff together. Had to go to the, the, big, the big battalion commander. Everybody, like, I had to literally go up the ladder here. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I knew it was a 50 50 chance. I, here's my case. My, um, soon as I times I hate short, regardless of what happened, you did what you came here to do. Yeah. I respect you. You know, nobody can, yeah, he gave me a good pep talk. Yeah. And I said, I know, you know what it is, what it is. If they don't buy my medical stuff, hey. Yeah. It is what it is. I did. Yep. I came over. I completed basic training. PDFT. I got over here. Cool with it. Yeah. So I do miss a lot of my peers from Germany. I do. Yeah. Um, but do I miss a lot of the bureaucracy behind it? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I don't. That's. Um, and then it's crazy. Um. And in fast forward to me getting a letter in the mail saying, hey, you know, you didn't complete your contract. Do you want to come back and re-enlist? Mm, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm good. Because I had to think about it. Like, real talk. Do I really want to sit up here and deal with AR670-1? <laughs> like, seriously, I had to really think about it. Like, yeah. then my recode, well, what's your recode? Well, we'll have somebody contact you. Okay. Do you think I ever got a phone call? No. So, at this point right now, you're chaptered out, correct? Yep. So I remember when I interviewed uh, Hutcherson, Miss Jazz, she was saying her exit from the Army was worse than her entry into the Army. So let's Ooh. talk about your exit. What was your exit Ooh. like from the Army? Hutch probably nailed that one, like yeah. real, real, real talk. I mean, a lot of my peers are like, oh my God, like you're about, they're about to put you out. Like they're putting you out and they still got people who've done way worse than you. Like, right. I, you know, like got in trouble for, you know, doing stupid stuff and had to go do extra duty and they were still there. So a lot of people were really shocked. My NCOs were really, um, they were really supportive. There were some I was just like, okay, I can really 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. But for the most part, you know, my platoon was like, you know, hey, even my first artist, you know, he was like, you know what, despite everything, I wish I could have the magic power to keep you to stay. Yeah. You know, and I respect him wholeheartedly. And I said, you know what, it's cool. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I fought it. I knew the outcome was 50-50. Right. More like 60, no, I'd say 80-20. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was it was kind of a bland kind of exit, more or less. It was kind of like, okay, do I really believe everything that they're telling me about how, how they feel about me before I leave out of here? Right. Nah. Right. So some, yes, because some I keep in contact with. Mm-hmm. I was like, my platoon started, he's retired. I asked him for a recommendation. Hey, can you send me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's yeah, all about know. those building those, building and Correct. sustaining those relationships. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, you know, hands down, he will send me a recommendation. Hey, can I, do, can I put you down? Cool. Yeah. And um, there was one who I... I feel like he backboned me because he was the one taking me to that whole meeting and what he put, I feel like kind of sealed the nail in the coffin. And when I read it, I was like, gotcha. what? Okay. You know what? He an NCO. I can't, I can't go toe to toe with him mm-hmm. like that. It, you know what? Fine. So it was rough. You know, I cried because I felt some type of way like, wow, you know, yeah. for real? <laughs> like I'm doing everything. Y'all got me doing what an NCO should do, and I don't have chevrons on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> like, make it make sense. So, it, mm-mm. I was more happier of my entry into the military life versus my exit. Right. Out. So, Hutch was, Hutch, pretty much. Yeah, that's what she said. She, her, she nailed it. Her exit was, you know. All right, so we talked about the upbringing enlisting HBCUs. Let's talk about now. DD-214 is in your hand. What is Miss Short thinking? What next? You know, um, at that point, I hadn't left Germany yet. Um, okay. I was, giving up, you know, I was still there, and I'm like, okay, check this out. Son. You are about to be out. What are you about to go do? Mm-hmm. Do you go back home? Mm-hmm. Do you go back to Nashville? Mm-hmm. What is something you about to do? Right. Okay. I said, let's get this together. You got enough sense you're from the crib, you're from Detroit. Yeah. You're going to figure out something. Got gotcha. And it's okay. Let me hop on the internet. Let me do some job searching. Let me see what's popping off at home. Let me see what's popping off in Nashville. Okay. Mm-hmm. Verizon. I said, okay, let me apply. I literally had my interview with Verizon while I was still in Germany. Nice. So I'm talking about throwing a shirt real quick. It was a Skype <laughs> interview. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, real quick, you know, I like, like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, well, are you stateside? I said, no, I'm still in Germany, but however, I will be back stateside, yada, yada, yada. Right. So, fast forward to getting hired with Verizon, mm-hmm. shipping all my stuff back home to Detroit. Okay. And then, actually, now I shipped all my stuff to Nashville. I went okay. back home to Detroit first. Um, I was like, hey, I got a job in line. I got to be down to Nashville, X, Y, and Z. So, it was literally almost two weeks I was home before I made my way down to Nashville right. um, in June of 2014. So literally April, yeah, April 14th, I was out. I was home pretty much all of May, mm-hmm. about a month. And then June, Nashville, mm-hmm. job already lined up. I said, you know, mom, dad, here's what I got lined up. I'm on my way home. 
Right. I was like, Splee, I'm, I'm good. At that point, I knew my brain had to turn off from being military yeah. to being civilian. Back to civilian. To, okay, so you're going to be all right. Yeah. So that's how I ended up back in Nashville from 2014 to 2020. Okay. Mm-hmm. There, six years. And, yeah. Was down there for a good minute because I knew I would be okay going back to Nashville. I knew I'd be okay staying back home, but I said, you know what? If I can land me something and get it lined up before I get on this plane, I'm, I'm Gucci. And I just, you know, one thing I say about everything that was still in us, y'all taught us to do what we need to do. Focus. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I still give the Future Soldier Program head really much respect. And I think that's a big part of what drove me to still be determined mm-hmm. while I was in there, but also drove me to be like, you know what, it ain't the end of the world. I know you didn't finish your four years, but you got two in. Yeah. On to the next, on to the next chapter. And I was you, good with it. You part of that one percent that raised their right hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's something it's something to be said about that. Correct. You know what I mean? There's something to be said about that. So your exit from the army wasn't <laughs> as as beautiful as it should have been, for the nah. most part. Now, you was in Nashville 2014, 2020. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about between 20, 2020 and currently. What what are we Ooh, doing? Okay. So twenty twenty I ended up leaving Verizon because they made some changes. I do miss it. I ended up at T Mobile for a little bit. Okay. Um, so fast forward to me becoming an auntie. My younger brother has a daughter. Okay, congrats, and, congrats. Uh, Absolutely. She, whew, energizer bunny. <laughs> and uh, she is. She's five going on 20, literally. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Just started <laughs> kindergarten, so you already know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my brother is over here in Cali, because I okay. actually stopped to see him before I went to Germany. So gotcha. I said, you know what? Charlie's where I want to be at. It's cool, it's pleasant, it's mellow. I'm gonna yeah. be here eventually. I don't know how I'm gonna get here, but I'm gonna get here. Yeah. So um February seventh, twenty twenty, he calls me up. Hey, um, how quickly can you get over here? At that point he was going through a lot. Right. Whole another story. Understood. I thought, okay, what's going on? Blah say, please. Did you talk to mom and dad? Okay. Packed up my life, got it up, <laughs> packed it all up, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I left Nashville February twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally shipped all my stuff, shipped my car. Um, great thing is a lot of my stuff was already packed up from Germany, so that was perfect. So, um, um, got over here to San Diego, and I've been here since February, yeah, end of February 2020, so almost three years. Yeah. Um, you know, just reestablished myself, getting grounded, driver's license, you know, just trying to get reacclimated, like, okay, I'm in a whole nother state now. All right, cool. Yeah. Finding a job, COVID hit, you know, that, that that made the job market tough. I'm like, man, what am I about to do? Right. <laughs> it's crazy. So I ended up with a job in the, in the call center, so back to customer service. Mm-hmm. Worked for Amazon for a little bit, and so I ended up hurting my toe mm-hmm. to getting the bunion reconstruction correction surgery on my right foot. Mm-hmm. So that was April 13th of this year. Okay. I finally convinced my parents, I was like, look, this pain is ridiculous i need to get my foot fixed i cannot walk anymore like it's bad right so that ended up having two sections of my bone cut two screws in my bone so if you think of somebody having a broken foot bad yeah 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 so that has been an (laughs) 
process. Living, living through it. And yeah, so you can attest the, the little sharp, little twitchy pains you yep. get and yep. the numbness and tingling. Yeah, it, it is. It has been tough, but I said, you know what? I've been through worse pain than this. Yeah. We gonna make we gonna make it do what it do. Yep. Um, so I ended up enrolling in Purdue University Global Online because I wanted to go to school directly, but COVID nixed all yeah. that. Okay, what am I about to do here? Right. Cali is tech, tech and health. Okay, so I'm going to figure something out. Figure something out. You got your GI stuff that's available. Yep. Go use it. Yep. So, and whoever is out the military, hey, you got your GI post on 11, go use it. If you decide not to use it, transfer it to your kids. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That has helped me through school, honestly. And I have officially done as of well yesterday, last night, um, doing my medical billing and coding certification. Sweet. So Sweet. that was a challenge. Yes, appreciate it, appreciate it. Graduation's next month, so I'm really just about to be like <laughs> That's so, it, man. Uh it is, and I haven't decided if I'm going to because I have sixteen months left. So um, she was like, you pretty much have enough for about a year, a little over a year and a half, give or take a few. I said, okay, so let me, let's think about this. You got this one started. Yep. And you know, for those who know me, you know what I mean? I want to make myself marketable. You have to. And um, I said, okay, let's go get another cert. But let's time this cert right because now you're done with school. You need a job. Yep. So don't, don't pile back your plate on again. Get out of school. Get your mind cleared. Go take your certification test you need for the job, and then get yourself level back out. Yep. And then if you want to go back to school, you know you got 16 months there. The great thing is about it, um, it doesn't expire. There that you was go. perfect. There you go. Um, I said, are you sure? She's like, no, you got 16 months. It doesn't expire. Okay. And the good part about that, once I use it up, that's money back in my pocket because I switched yeah. my GI bill to post on left. So I was like, okay, yep. sweet. Perfect. That's even better. Yep. So just got a job through Sedgwick. I'm not sure if everybody knows that, but they're working comp company. Okay. Um, and I just did an interview ironically yesterday and they called me that afternoon. Was like, hey, we want to extend you a job offer. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, I was like, okay, I got to find something. And I will say the one thing, I was already hunger driven before I got into the military, mm -hmm. but the military just enhanced it yeah. even more. Like, you know what? Forget these stopping blocks. Go do what you got to do. Figure yeah. it out. How um, do, so how do, how do we negotiate this obstacle? Because at the end of the day, no matter what your goal is in life, Life will smack you in the face. There is Man. always an obstacle. So how do I either I go through it, I go on top of it, go around it, but I have to negotiate this ob obstacle. And just listen to everything that you're saying. Going to the military, discharged. Now you're like, okay, what do I do? I'm in a foreign country. What do I do now? Oh, Verizon. Hey, you called me. Interview. Now you go to Nashville. You're working. COVID happened. Life happens. You yep. migrate to San Diego. Your brother was there. Life happens. Now you got your search. You got a job offer. Think about what you've done <laughs> since you got out the daggone military. Where I a mean, lot of people, yeah, a lot of people would have succumbed to it 
and said, well, you know, life has kicked me. I'm done. I'm moving back home with mom and dad. But you said, no, I'm going to, I need to figure this out. I have to figure it out. So that's kudos to you. That's kudos. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. My parents know, like, they are pretty much, they are educational driven, job driven. But, you know, they would always tell me, you know what to do. You're smart. You're not stupid. You know what to do. Go figure out a plan. You can always call us for advice, but you don't have to always call us for advice. You are grown up to make your own decisions. And honestly, still to this day, I was, hey, mom, dad, I got a job interview. I was like, sweet, you know what I'm saying? Yada, yada, yada. I still call them and, hey, I got a job offer. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, yeah, they will ask, how's school going? So I still keep that parent adult daughter relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I think you ain't got to tell your parents everything. Well, you know, sometimes you just need that extra. Ugh. Yeah. Sometimes you need that, that verbal reinforcement. Correct. So it has definitely been, you know, 2012 to 2022. Man, <laughs> it, it, it is, it has been a roller coaster, and I, I miss certain things out of you know, you know, I miss, I miss that army mentality. But I will say though, there are some f- things that I don't uh, that were hard to adjust. Is being up 24 hours. That was hard. So when you come out, you're programmed. You know, it's kind of like crap. Yeah. How do I unprogram my brain from trying to hurry up and do stuff and be on time? Everyone's like, well, why are you so early? Military. <laughs> being early is on time. Being on time is late. Correct. Military. Yeah. I'm so used to it. Sorry. Like, I'm, yeah. I don't like being coming in at one minute before I have to clock in. Can't stand it. Don't like it. I can't stand it. I'm going to sit right here and give myself 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. And I I tell you, I I tell folks even when I retire, those are some of the things, those are life lessons. Those are qualities. Those are things that you do in life. If your appointment is at 1300, 1 o'clock, I'm not showing up at 1305. No. That part. I'm there half hour, even if I'm just there sitting in the freaking parking lot. I'm I'm there. Correct. I'm I'm not trying to figure out the the idiots in traffic. I'm there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I have to I have to play Mario and Dreddy on the traffic here. You know, you know, yeah, okay. So just touch on real quick because I want to get to um some uh, another army question before we close it. What is yeah. life like in San Diego, California currently? Wow. Okay. So being from the Midwest, yeah, spending a good portion of your life in the South mm-hmm. and coming over to the coast is yeah. a completely different entity. Yep. Um, Cali is different because one, you're right here by the border. Yeah. Um, you get a, a copious amount of different foods. Yeah. Um, they speak Spanish, which I don't speak. Yeah. Um, the vibe is, it's different. I can't really put a word on it, but it is, it's a different vibe and everybody's not friendly. So whereas in we in home, Hey, how you doing? Hey, come on down the neighborhood. No, it's a different feel here. Um, well, it's not like, you know, when you're in the South, Hey, you know, let's go cook. No. Um, (laughs) it it just be, just being Real talk, yeah. and it's expensive here, and you really have to hustle and bustle. And if you don't have a really good paying job, I'm not talking like fifty thousand, sixty thousand. I'm talking about over that hump. 
you're gonna be in trouble. I won't say you're gonna be in trouble. It's gonna be hard. Your quality of life you know, is diminished. Correct, and the cost of living is astronomical. Yeah. And um, groceries too. I found that yeah. out too. I'm like, man, um, can I just? Okay, I'm just gonna eat water because this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah, too. Like, I was just like, this man, like, I paid. Twenty-seven my dollars to fill up my car. I'm over here hitting thirty and forty dollars mark. Like what? 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 Yeah. Registering my car. Two hundred some my dollars. Um, I paid yeah. hundred some my dollars back in Nashville. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, it. I haven't officially ventured out to see all of Cali yet because right. of COVID. Yeah. Um, me at school. Uh, just a lot of things have fallen into where I haven't gotten able to really enjoy Cali yet. Right. Now the school is over with. I'm like, okay, looks fine. You really need to go out and do you. Yeah. Go enjoy Cali. You, yeah. you really do. So it is different. I love the food. I love being you know, all of what maybe ten minutes away from the ocean. There you so go. So that's perfect. I can go to the ocean at any time. Sea World is literally like ten minutes away. Yeah. Um, so every night I get a good fireworks show out my window. So it's there perfect. You go. <laughs> <laughs> um it is it, it's it's different. I just you ask for if anybody wants to come to Cali, I would say come with a pocketbook because you're gonna need some money. You definitely um, will. Definitely will. You're gonna need some coins. You need some yeah. coins. Um, have an itinerary where you wanna go. Like yeah. don't just come over here and go, hey, well, what are we about to do? Search this stuff out. So yeah. now that we got a job in place, now I gotta find a crib. So that's the next on the agenda. Yeah. Like where am I about to live at? Yeah. What can I afford to yeah. keep a roof over my head? So yeah. Would oh, by the way, it? oh, by the way, you still got to eat, still got to have clothes, never. still got to have never. gas. Yeah, electricity got to stay on. So, yeah, now yeah. I was like, all right, crap, let me, how do I make this work? Okay, let's get the paychecks rolling. Let's see what yeah. your paychecks look like. Yeah. Then from there, you can kind of gauge on where yeah. you live at. At the moment, I have no clue. Yeah. So, um, do I list my peeps in Nashville? Absolutely. Do I miss my friends and family in Detroit and Crip? Yes, absolutely. Because I don't have any really a whole lot of friends here. Like I have like maybe that many yeah. friends. Yeah. Because I don't trust my trust guard is up right now. So I'm like, yeah. okay, weird to me. Yeah. So I know eventually I'm gonna loosen up and oh yeah, you will. Up and to get to know some people, but right now, I will tell you, and I want to just touch on two points related to this. California, we were stationed in Fort Irwin, California. 05 to 07. Um, and I tell you, we was in because Fort Urban is like near Barstow. And Barstow oh, you was, Yeah, Barstow was like a conversation I never ever want to have again. So <laughs> I remember leaving Fort Irwin and those that's been stationed out there, you leave the main gate. It takes you 30 miles to get to Barstow. And Barstow is like a city of COVID before COVID. So you drive <laughs> through that. Then you go through freaking Victorville. Victorville's okay. Then you go through freaking Ontario. Then you hit Rancho Cucamonga. Then you hit LA. And I'm getting to the point where I remember we went to San Diego for um, SeaWorld and all that. Mm-hmm. I thought San Diego was great. It was fun. I remember me and my wife at the time uh, when we were in the Marine Corps together, we drove from Arizona to San Diego and we was in the Chevy S10 trying to navigate a stick shift on them, on them hills. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. I was like, oh, we should never do this. <laughs> but when we went back there, when we were stationed in the Army, 
I was it was great. It was right on the beach. It was like freaking 72 mm-hmm. degrees outside. Yep. Freaking lovely. Another thing I want to touch on, I know you probably like, dang, is this my interview or yours? Oh, no, you did. Oh, no, no, no. It's, um, it's, I'm on here with it. When you, talk, when you talked about family, and I've talked a bit about this on previous episodes, I am one of those guys, you know, and probably to my fault, I never like to ask for help. Can you, I need, do you have? I was never one of those guys. And I definitely applaud you for the fact that from Detroit, safe haven, mom and dad, Nashville, safe haven, friends, but you're sticking your neck out in San Diego. You say you have no, your brother, but I'm talking about like friends or anything. There's no friends out, but you're still trying to navigate through life. To me, that is a beautiful thing to do because I think, and I'm no philosopher. I'm no, you know, uh, (laughs) Nostradamus, but I, I, I firmly believe when people are by themselves, they end up growing. Because I say this all the time, Detroit raised me well, but I didn't grow until I left. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And I see being a, a, a Detroiter as well, it's like a mirror image, seeing you you out there, you, you're trying to figure life out while you're handling your business. You got a plan, you're implementing strategy measures to ensure your quality of life is good to go. That's adulting. You're doing it. It is a lie. Like people say, I don't want to adult today. That statement still says in my head sometimes. Like I don't want to adult today, but reality is, yeah, I gotta get up. Yeah, you know, like it's hard. But I don't want to do my homework. So you at the end of the tunnel, this is your last class. I know yeah. you're tired. Go do your homework. Yeah, do a little bit. You gotta stop. Go do your homework. Okay, yeah. if you need to go take a break. Go out of the house. Go do your homework. But for me, I've always been that. You know, like my mom would say, like you always know what to do. You're smart. You always have a plan. Right. Now it may not go the way you want, yeah. like, like it has been here a couple of times. But you know, at the end of the day, okay, reset. Let me figure this out. Yeah. What do I need to do to get where I originally wanted to go? Because where I wanted to go, the route I wanted to go didn't work. All right, cool. Yeah, lost my job June first. Okay, still fighting with unemployment right now. All right, yeah. I got to make money. A little money I got work. Yeah. But reality is, I need a job. That's first thing on the list. That's yeah. one thing my dad kept saying gotta find a job okay dad i got it i know that's, i'm gonna do what i gotta do yeah i'm gonna find a job i don't care where it is yeah i mean i do care but i know i need a job so yeah and i was also flexible in leaving cali so i said okay i gotta do something because this right here this situation is on my plate it, it, it it's not mixing <laughs> it's not going right i'm about to yep. school i don't have a job i had to find a place to live nah so we, we, we need to figure out something yeah. So I said, you know what? Indeed, I'm just hitting apply, 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 yeah. apply. And that's one thing that I, you know, like you said, being from Mitchell, we 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 grew some tough skin. We we really did. Our parents growing up, you have some tough skin. And then the parents, you know, our parents are about doing what you need to do out yeah. here in the work world, out yeah. here in life. Yeah. Because yeah, I know I can come back home, like you said, safe haven. That's yeah. always gonna be there. Yeah, I'm not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, but in the same token, I got to be an adult. Yeah, I can't be like, well, mom, dad, mm, 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 mm. no. <laughs> yep. So you know, now it's like, what is something you got to do now? Okay, done with school. You got a job. Starts in the middle of August. Yep. Okay, next on the plate, you got to go take your bit certifications that you want that go with your coding certificate to get you the job that you want. All right, let's get that going. So I'm pe- I'm pulling together. 
or should I say, I'm digesting my plan of action piece by piece. That's I know I gotta <laughs> take it one step at a time. That is it. And That's right before we, right before we close it out, what you're doing right now, developing your plan of action piece by piece. Mm-hmm. You know the old saying goes. The best way to eat an elephant is piece by piece. <laughs> and that's what yep. you're doing. So I definitely applaud you on that. Yeah. So I want to I want to close it out. I want to close out with a couple questions. You already <laughs> talked about it, but I want to kind of elaborate it. What are what is what surprised you about the army and what disappointed you about the army? Mm. You know what? What's surprising about the army is I made it through. That's what surprised me the most. Um, the support really surprised me, but the the expectations were there. I know y'all gave us a lot of like, "Hey, here's what you can expect." You know, I know you didn't want to give us all the meat and potatoes, right? Going in, but just so I surprised myself. That's good. If that makes sense. Yeah, it, makes you know, I really, I was just like, okay, you know what? You gonna do this. You just yeah. sit there and go like this just for giggles. You know, you, 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 <laughs> you, you, you came to do what you needed to do. Yeah. And pain and all, you know, it's telling you, get it together. This is you. You're a Taurus. Yeah. You're from the crib. Yeah. You've tough. You've grown up with 22 brothers. Yeah. Go do what you gotta do. Yep. And me making it through tears, sweat, pain, busted up. Yeah. All of it. I surprised myself. But okay. also, I think the other thing that I was happy, but I was nervous, is learning how to operate this big, huge construction equipment. That right there, I'm like, oh, God, what am I? Okay, you know, it's fine. Okay, go ahead and do it. Yeah. What I, you said the other word, what I didn't like, or? What was your, what disappointed you? You know, I not staying the full four years, but it's okay. Things I've come to believe going through trials and tribulations I went through from 19 all the way up to now, things happen for a reason. Yeah. And it sucked that I cried. Yeah, absolutely. Because I knew I went through trials and tribulations to get there. Right, but you know what? Another door closes, another one gonna open up. That's it. That is it. And right there. you know, like I told the uh, the interview or interviewer that I had yesterday, uh-huh. I said, you know what? I'm a vet. I've earned it, and nobody's gonna take that away from me. You can't. They can't take it away. Can't. You, that's a title that you earned. Mm-hmm. Well, so and I and that's 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 me. <laughs> that's it. So, that's I would tell you. Much. I definitely appreciate it, uh, you know, coming on, doing this interview. Again, like I told uh, Jazz and the other first sergeants that I already interviewed, a lot of this stuff I already knew, but, you know, for public assumption, I think it's great because you never know what eyes and ears is going to listen to this once I, you know, put it up and everything. Absolutely. I mean, I appreciate it. I know you're having a catching podcast. I'm like, oh, all right. I'm trying to do something, you know. I'm trying to do. I mean, something. you know, with the with the Jays and you know the pick on, the, you know, I'm playing. I'm like, oh, okay, then that's what we do. That's what we do. Got it. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So I definitely appreciate you coming on, spending a little time here on the Nomad Cast. Oh. Again, one of 
probably I think you are the very first future soldier that I had that I met after we made the transition from the other staff sergeant. He was like, "Hey, I'm sawing you short. I'm shipping this date, and you are." I'm like. Freaking staff, sorry, Anderson. That's who the. No. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Staff Sergeant. Yeah, <laughs> man. But I definitely appreciate you. Like I told Jazz, you was one of the ones that was definitely supportive. You was the guys oh, and yeah. gals that I leaned on to get the other future soldiers straight. And all I was doing, trying to empower you guys to be the leaders that you became. So definitely and appreciate it wasn't that. about a handful of us. Absolutely. Yeah. That really, honestly, I, I know we started out with a thick heavy van or soldier and it just dwindled yeah and, and a lot like, of those guys and gals they didn't attend feature soldier training i'm like it's optional but it will probably behoove you to attend <laughs> it helped honestly it helps i would say anybody who decides to do the program do it because you get like a pre pre pre-taste yeah of you do. the PT part. You get a pretaste of working together. That's it. And if you don't do it, I mean, I'm gonna say, like you said, you don't have to do it, but for me, it sets the tone of what I'm about to embark into. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And, uh, it was good. You know, do I want to do it again? Yeah, I'll go back to basic training, but not for it, still Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, we had so many heat casualties. No, <laughs> uh-uh. oh yeah, they had well, to cancel our FTX. I believe it. I believe it. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for hanging out with me to to lean yeah. forward and that foxhole and continue to fight. I'll go with Bud Clark. Bud Clark, we'll do. We'll do. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.